everyone, it's Caitlin Hey, coming to you live from Clarksville, Tennessee. Today I will be giving you the rundown on how developmental preschool is actually ran. I know my previous podcasts have been centered around different activities and strategies that you could use in your classroom, but I wanted to give a little backstory on how these kids actually enroll into DPK and what the process is. For my first time listeners, my name's Caitlin Kay, and I started teaching DPK this past January. My three months of teaching got cut short last year, but I feel like in those three months, I learned so much about developmental preschool. As I stated, I use this podcast just to inform any preschool teacher, developmental preschool teacher, or any special education teacher in general some fun technology-driven activities that can be useful in the classroom. After this podcast, if you have any questions, please feel free to message me. Now let's rewind and go back to what this podcast is about today. So today we'll be talking about how developmental preschool is ran. So I tend to get a lot of questions. How do you get your students? Well, my students can come to me in two different ways. Most of my students come from TIS referrals, meaning they get sent to our school system from the Tennessee Early Intervention System. These students must be tested, and if they're deemed eligible by the team, have an IEP, which means Individualized Education Plan, before their third birthday. The other type of referrals I sometimes get are parent referrals, and these referrals must be completed in 60 days. These parent referrals, the kids can be three, four, and five years old sometimes if they meet the kindergarten cutoff date. So what happens is when we get these referrals, we set up a testing day for our school psychologists, speech pathologists, and sometimes our occupational therapists to do testing with these students. Me being the special education teacher, I sit in on these testing days just to take notes and see what the students' abilities related to the classroom could be. And sometimes if we have time, the student will come into my own classroom and be with the kids for like 20 to 30 minutes. So after these testing days, Like I said, the school psychologist, the speech pathologist, and if needed, the OT come together to create this eligibility report. And it just kind of shows the parents what the child's strengths and weaknesses are and just gives them an idea on how we could help them if they are deemed eligible. So during this meeting, like I said, they go over the eligibility report. And at the end, after results have already been told to the parents, we decide if this student is eligible under the state of Tennessee eligibility standards for a student with a disability. Now for pre-K, most of the disabilities that I've seen so far and that are most common fall under the categories of autism, developmental delay, speech impairment, or language impairment. So after the student is deemed eligible by this team, we have to come up with services for these students. So it doesn't matter if the student just is deemed developmental delay. They could have a developmental delay but still need the speech teacher to help or the occupational therapist to help. 
So falling on the under one of these categories doesn't mean we can't provide more support for these students. So some of these types of examples, like I kind of already stated, are speech, occupational therapy, and then I have my own classroom goals that I progress monitor with these students. So after this eligibility meeting and after we all meet to discuss to kind of just see what kind of services the student needs. We have our final meeting before the student can start in my classroom, and this is called an IEP meeting. So during this meeting, we have a draft of the IEP for a student, and as a team, we kind of just go through it all, looking at the student's present levels, some of the goals we pick for the student, um, service times, and we add, sometimes we add things, sometimes we think, take things out. It just really depends. So when I keep saying this phrase, team members, I really mean the student's parent or parents. We have administration that sits in on that. Me, the special education teacher, then a general education teacher. If the child needs speech or language, the speech pathologist, and if they need occupational therapy, the OT will sometimes sit in on that meeting too. So after we all agree on this IEP and sign the signature pages, their IEP is finalized, and then the student can start in my classroom. Now, my classroom is not like a regular classroom, which you all could have already guessed. My kids don't come five days a week. It's all based on age. So like my three-year-olds usually start at two days. And as they get older and get closer to graduating preschool and going to kindergarten, I slow them work them up to five days a week. So that was some behind the scenes on how students actually get into developmental pre-K. Like I stated previously, if you have any questions about developmental preschool, I'm always here to help and answer any of these questions. Thank you so much for joining me and getting a tiny glimpse on how developmental preschool is run. Don't forget to tune in next time to DPK with Caitlin K. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Have a great day.